And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, on Friday, the USDA released the May World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report, the WASDE report with plenty of surprises. Joining us now, Arlen Suderman, Chief Commodities Economist at StoneX, as we recap the report. Arlen, let's start with the core numbers. A bit surprising, old crop exports cut, but new crop raised. Walk us through the core trade. What stood out to you with the numbers that we saw on Friday? Well, USDA stayed with their acreage estimate from March 31st, as expected, and their yield estimate from the February Outlook form, that that was expected. So we knew that if there was going to be surprises, it would be on the demand side. How creative would USDA get on demand, and would they fall into the temptation of solving for a desired answer rather than what the fundamentals actually say? And I'm afraid that's what it looks like they're going to do. Now, in the end, they put ending crop ending stocks at 2.222 billion bushels for the new marketing year. That's up from 1.417 billion in the current year. The current year went up because, as you said, they cut exports by 75 million, and that matched our expectations. However, when it comes to new crop, I still believe that they've got exports 300 million bushels too high. When you look at the total world balance sheet, They have very aggressive imports by China in there that I think are no longer realistic. They also um, have feed usage going up by 375 million bushels in this coming year, despite the fact that we're going to be dealing with a shortfall in cattle being fed over the coming year, because we haven't even really started rebuilding the cow herd. And once you start rebuilding the cow herd, it takes a long time for those cattle to get into the feedlots. And so we're going to be looking at smaller numbers of cattle by a significant margin come in the coming year. And yet USDA gives a big boost to feed usage. What that tells me is as bearish as today's numbers are for corn, um, they could get even more bearish, especially if we have an El Nino growing season that pushes those yields up. Wheat balance sheets. I want to go there. I think that was where some of the other big surprises were. This wheat trade is off to the races here after the uh, report. As we see, uh, one that stood out to me was the new crop ending stocks for wheat. Uh, looks like the lowest in 16 years, I believe. Uh, we got a, a big acreage number there as well. What stands out to you on the wheat side of the report? Yeah, I think there is more downside here now. USDA pegging the total winter or total crop for wheat at 1.659 billion bushels. That was about a little over 100 million bushels less than what the trade expected and even less than what we anticipated because they came in even smaller than with the hard red winter wheat crop than even we expected. And we expected the trade to be surprised by a small crop. Small crops tend to get smaller. So this is one we're going to have to watch. When you look at USDA's balance sheet, they have exports at 725 million bushels for the next year down 50 million from the current year. That's where part of the problem comes. If we look at the world balance sheet, we're tightening up supplies with less coming out of Ukraine, Uh, a, a very dry crop right now, trying to get wheat planted in Argentina and expected much smaller crop in Australia because of El Nino. Um, so we're going to tighten up the world balance sheet. We're going to be tight on where those wheat supplies are going to be coming from. There's only so much that Russia can provide. And I think we're going to need more exports, but will we actually have the wheat to export? So the wheat balance sheet is getting tighter, and that's why we're seeing the wheat market respond positively. How about the soybeans? Any numbers stand out to you uh, on that side of the uh, WASDE report, Arlen? 
Again, the production number was as expected based on numbers they'd already provided. So then it comes down to the demand side. Exports were cut by 40 million bushels for the new marketing year. I think they're still too optimistic with the increase in production that we see in um, South America. However, on the crush side, they went up by 90 million bushels, but I think the potential is there to go up even more and absorb some of that extra exports that we're going to lose. So ending stocks at 335 million bushels, while bigger than what the trade was expected, um, still that number could be worse. And I think that's rather encouraging right now, providing a little bit of support for the market because it's not as bad as what it could have been. Could it get worse? Yes, it really comes down to what type of growing season we have this year and what type of growing season we have in South America in the coming year. Bottom line is stocks are expected to get bigger in the year ahead. The question is, how much bigger? Will we start building burdensome stocks or will we just ease the tightness a little bit? And Arlen, as well, on uh, you mentioned South America a little bit there. I was surprised. No changes to Argentine corn or soybean production, but Brazil, big crops getting bigger, corn raised, soybeans raised as well. Uh, other than that, I didn't see much globally uh, diving into the numbers. I have a dove all the way through them, but I didn't see much else globally that stood out to me. Well, Brazil's corn crop went up by 5 million metric tons to 130 million metric tons. That is about 4 million metric tons above what the trade was expecting and about 1.6 million metric tons below our stone, where our Stonex Brazil group is at. Soybeans went up 1 million metric tons, pretty much as the trade expected, to 155 million metric tons for Brazil. That's still about 2.7 million metric tons below where our Stonex Brazil group is at. Argentina holding the line on corn for Argentina, as I anticipated, but that's about 2 million metric tons above what the trade expected. On the soybean side, they went down to 27 million metric tons. Um, well, excuse me. Like you said, they stayed unchanged at 27 million metric tons. We're at 24.5 million metric tons. And the Rosario Grain Exchange went all the way down to about 21.5 million metric tons. So that number has more downside risk to it that could provide some future support to the U.S. market, particularly if it sends more crush demand to the United States, more meal demand to the United States, which is what started providing support for the soybean market in yesterday's market. Overall, real quick to button this all up here, Arlen, as you look at all these numbers, we digest them. Biggest takeaway for you, market implication. Does it feel like there's an overarching theme at all we need to watch for throughout the grains and oil seeds? Well, the number one thing that we're seeing now is some short covering in the wheat market and global and domestic wheat supplies look to be getting tighter or even tighter over this coming year. Question is, how much will the market trade it? That should provide some underlying support to corn. It doesn't mean it will keep corn from going down, but maybe provide some underlying support and support of tailwind in that market, depending on how much pressure it gets from growth and production. Soybean supplies are going to be getting bigger over the coming year. Corn supplies are going to be getting bigger over the coming year. Now it comes down to primarily two things. Uh, what's the weather going to be for this growing season with El Nino coming on, which tends to be favorable? And how much business are we going to lose to China uh, as Brazil continues to increase production and tensions continue to grow between us and China? That's Arlen Suderman of StoneX here on American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.